0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off the League Cup quarterfinals. Rangers host Livingston Boyd. By the news, Glenn Kamara has signed a new deal. Ange Postacoglu says the fans are right behind his Celtic rebuild ahead of Wraith Rovers tomorrow. And last season's cup expert St Johnston are also looking to return to Hamden when they go to Dundee. Joining me tonight is Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday. Andy, so early in the season, a chance to get to Hamden. Some good football coming up. Yep, two good quarterfinals to look forward to. You know, after Rangers' 55th title, Stephen Gerrard insisted he wants his team to, to dominate Scottish football. And cup competitions is certainly where his, his team stalled over the last few years. And they face Alvinson side in the quarterfinals, and it's a round they've went out in four times in the last three years. And it's cup cup specialists in Johnson mm. on the other hand, and they go to they go to Dens Park after their first league win of the season. So it's two games to look forward to. It sneaks up on you this Simon Donnelly. We're not even out of September, nowhere near it, and all of a sudden it's the first chance to get to hand, and it's it's actually a huge couple of nights of football coming up. I wish we'd had this back in my day. <laughs> yeah. Got a one game, and you like the quarterfinals. Into the semis, fantastic. But as I say, it's a good opportunity again. As Andy touches on there, St. Johnson won the two major trophies last year. It's a chance for them to go again. And I see Stevie Gerrard in the paper today saying about obviously Europe's been great for mm-hmm. for Rangers. They've won the title. Now they need to go and win a, a domestic cup. I guess with that though, Andy, maybe it de- depends if you're a glass half full or half empty type of individual. Particularly, for, you know, for Celtic and Rangers, where the expectation. Yeah, you're, you're one game away from Hamden early on But with that comes If it doesn't go your way The, the amount of criticism you get in mid-September Yeah, and in six cup competitions In Stephen Gerrard's tenure they, They've only made the final once So they, they, they've, I mean, they've proven that it's not Not quite as easy to get there But you know, you've know, you got to feel as if it's been a, a different Rangers side Over the last 12 to 14 months That being said Still don't really feel as if they've hit the heights so far And you do expect them to, to go into a game Hit top gear, click properly and lay a marker down So tonight might be the night 01419511025 That is the number you need to get in touch with Andy Halliday And Simon Donnelly tonight So let's hear from you nice and early Pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB But I say it every night because I mean it We much prefer to talk to you on the phone So Rangers fans, a couple of things for you to kick us off. Are you heading to Ibrox tonight? It would be nice to speak to you If you are, maybe you're sitting back to watch it on the telly What are you expecting? Any problems after the weekend where points were dropped to Ibrox? Are you expecting a more straightforward victory? What do you need to do better? Who should play? That's the great debate on match night You are the manager for the next 40 minutes or so until the team comes out So who would you like to see given a chance? Is there anyone you think could come in and make a difference? And of course that Glenn Kamara contract news as well, so all your thoughts, please. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans, always good to hear from Ange Postecoglou. Always interesting to hear from him. He's been speaking today about the rebuild. He believes you are all behind the rebuild and knows that it, know that it's going to take time. No Callum McGregor for tomorrow as well. So oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind. Let's go to Ibrox and speak to Andrew McLean ahead of the visit of Livingston. Andrew. 
Yeah, two teams coming into this one on the back of contrasting emotions on Sunday. Rangers draw with Motherwell. Kind of the story of their season so far, not quite finding their spark in the final third. And a few ropey moments at the back. I think flaky was the word that Stephen Gerrard used, and that ultimately cost them the win here at the weekend. And you don't need me to tell you that Rangers' domestic cup record under Stephen Gerrard has been poor. And sorting that out is a big part of the remit this season. Not only do they want to try and retain that Premiership title, they're desperate to get their hands on this trophy and the Scottish Cup as well. Livingston hadn't won in the league all season until Andrew Shinney's stunner gave them all three points against Celtic on Sunday. He was singled out for praise by David Martindale, who said it was one of the best number nine performances he's seen at Livingston. Not bad for a guy who doesn't usually play there either, so there's a good chance we could see him play there going ahead. And here's your stat for the night as well. Since leaving Rangers as a youngster, Andrew Shinney has played against the Ibrox side twice in his career and scored on both those occasions as well. Livingston will also have memories of that League Cup final defeat last season to St Johnston. They came so close to the trophy last time out. They'll have dreams of going a step further this time round. It's still a bit too early for team news, but I'll bring you that as soon as I get it. OK, we'll go back there and get team news very soon indeed. 01419511025. Until we get team news, this is when you lot can speculate. You can tell us, you can tell Stephen Gerrard who you would like to see play Tonight Rangers fans You had obviously a disappointment At the weekend What do you need to do better tonight Who would you like to see Involved And uh, Glenn Kamara's new contract Give us all your thoughts please 01419511025 How much of a priority does The cup competitions become now For Rangers Andy I think is is an equal priority As, as any other uh, Domestic competition To play in this year you know, We spoke about it last year Of course Our main objective Was to, was to stop 10 in a row But after that that first title win for a for a number of years, I think next year going into this season, with what he improved dramatically in all fronts, and you know you look at it, you no know, Livingston at home seems pretty straightforward, but you look at some of the ties that Rangers went out in St Mirren away, St Johnston at home, Aberdeen at home, so it's actually these are ties that that they've struggled to put away in the past, but you do have to feel that it's only a matter of time before Rangers you know, start playing to their best, and, and anywhere near their best should be enough to to beat Livingston. Tonight. I suppose what we've learned though, Simon, is that that's it. In a nutshell, you're you're going to still need to be at your best or near your best because last season there is absolutely no doubt who the best team in the country was, but that doesn't guarantee you cup success, and it shows you that you, you do need to be bang at it to go and win these trophies. No, well, as Andy says, upsets can happen. You only have to look to to last year, Rangers St Johnston, at Ibrooks. but I think tonight Rangers will be too strong. You're talking about the team selection. Go and play your strongest team and get the job mm. done early doors um, and get yourself in the semi-final. Don't mess about with your team. I look, I look down south, particularly in the League Cup down south, they, they shuffle the pack. Go and play your strongest team tonight and get the job done. Uh, 01419511025, let's bring in another Andy to the show. This one is on the phone lines. What are you hoping for, expecting tonight, Andy? Hi, how you doing, guys? Good. Hi. Hi well, I'm, I'm just saying the producer there, I've tried going last week, I think, we are due to give somebody a tank in Ibrox and I'm hoping it's going to be the night you know a really day and I'm just saying to the team I think he might play he might give me Stephen Davis and Barry I reckon play Hadji you know and Bassey because I'm, what, what I'm hoping for the night is if come at half time then he can bring on the boy Simpson and Pat Parson definitely needs game time you know what I mean just get to try and mm. get this game done because we've had the chances in the last few games but we've not taken yeah Andy it's an interesting one um, Because Simon I think most people would agree with that you, you play your strongest team You're not rotating for the sake of it However It was only a few weeks ago People were saying And they're still saying That they think Bassi should be in it In ahead yep. of Borna Barisic You've then Also got A Stephen Davis Who as good as he is And as consistent as he is 
probably does or, or will need a rest at some point. So how how do you how do you make all that happen without and, and, and only last, uh, was it last year the St Mirren League Cup exit? Stephen Gerrard himself said he made more changes than he would have liked. So what does tonight look like? Yeah, and I think it's I think it's important as well that personnel wise, I don't think any of Rangers' key players have really hit their heights, and maybe these are the games where. No, you were expecting them to maybe get a rest for a, for for three four days, giving them fresh legs going into the next game. But I think Stephen Gerrard, the likes of Alfredo Morelos, Kamar Roof, Ryan Kent, if he was fit, obviously he's not. I think he wants to get them up to top speed and at their best as quickly as possible. So, you no, know, probably on another occasion I would expect maybe five six changes. Mm. I think both fullbacks will rotate. I do think Patterson and Bassi will both come in. I, I expect to see Hadji on the pitch. You know what position that will be? I'm not too sure, but I think the you know the the core of the squad will, will play tonight. This whole cup. Thing you know involving Rangers, it's clearly been their, their biggest disappointment so far under Stephen Gerrard. Europe's been the real success story. Add the league to that, then it becomes about the cups. Does that ever become? Does it become a thing to, to the players? Do, do they do they now feel more pressure on these cup nights because everyone's making a, a big deal of it? Or is that something that that we on the outside maybe make more of? Yeah, I mean, I don't think they should. If you draw. Uh, in the league at home It's a disaster If you draw In the cup You've got extra time To put it right Or sometimes you've got A replay to put it right So I actually feel as if There should almost be Less pressure And uh, you know You look at the two results That we're talking about Last year St Johnson At home St Mirren away They came When no one really Could have expected That Rangers were high and flying They were winning A number of games in a row And they came out the blue But I think the more it goes on You know we talked about it It's three years mm. now They've only been to one final the more it comes on I think it's harder to get over that mm. hurdle but I think I, should, I fully expect Rangers to get to get back to, to playing closer to the best to, to deal with Livingston tonight I actually think you know, off the basis of the game against Motherwell I don't think Rangers have, have been anywhere near, near their best in a number of games like I said I actually think between both boxes and Saturday is probably one of the best they've played I just think final ball you know personnel and as a collective the, the players just haven't hit the heights that we know they can You weren't there last year which was obviously maybe when when it was emphasised more Because you had actually A league winning Rangers team Like I said mm-hmm. The strongest team in the country But still couldn't get over the line In, in the Cups I'm thinking prior to that What were the ones that really stung Or the ones you thought Were missed uh, opportunities Or Aberdeen In the semi-final at Hamden um, Listen It's no excuse But when you going into that game uh, You know Alfredo Morelos Was obviously the number one striker Number one player at the time Kyle Laffey was a backup striker Umar Sadiq had played in the game Who had never Who hadn't kicked the ball all season So you know, going into that game, we still felt as if we had enough to get to the final. Uh, and of course, I think it was finished 2-0. Uh, that was a really disappointing one. Uh, I think Aberdeen at home was another one. I think, again, Alfredo Morales, I think he actually got sent off for that one. I think he was one of his eight red cards for that, that season. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think we lost uh, Aberdeen at home. I can't actually remember what the other ones yeah. would have been. Um, Andy, how important do the Cups feel now for you as a, a Rangers fan? Aye, aye, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The least, obviously, sure. everybody sees the priority. But no, it'd be nice. It'd be really nice to get the to get the, you know, for Stevens here to get the first one in the bag. You know what I mean? Because I think what the thing is as well. I think we need to get the feel good facts and the belief back at Ibrox. You know, and we want teams to be coming like last year. And the many teams came to Ibrox and then you know, born again. No, this game, but the new they've got a wee bit. They had a wee bit of sunshine, you know, and we have not been playing at our total best, but. Aye, the cup. It'd be nice to win a cup this season and the league, of course, obviously. I wonder if tonight can be twofold, potentially, the, the opportunity for Rangers, Simon, where you win the game, no matter how you do it, you're through in the cup and that becomes the priority. But I wonder if Stephen Gerrard would be looking for that real convincing performance, the one that maybe hasn't been there um, 
this season And then not only are you through in the cup But that might give you a springboard to go on and, and kick on Yeah and as Andy says There's players there that haven't hit the top or top of their form yet And it's an ideal game to go and do that You know Livingston you'd expect They expect to beat Livingston at home They have had a, a great result of the weekend against Celtic Obviously their tails will be up They'll come and try and make it difficult But it's an ideal opportunity to go and get some goals And as you say a performance But mm. I mean, Andy's talked about the feel-good factor. The feel-good factor's back at Rangers. They've got the job done last year sure. with the with the league. But Stevie Gerrard now, I don't think he'll make a big deal about it, but it'll certainly be on his mind, you know, to focus on mm. silverware outside the league. And thank you to Andy. The news story today, if you like, and it's a fairly significant one, a new contract for Glenn Kamara. He's extended his contract until 2025. This is one that's been sort of bubbling away and had gone a little bit quiet at spells, but it's done Andy Halliday. And I can't imagine there are any Rangers fans out there who don't think that's good news. No, it's massive news. You know, we talked about personnel-wise, Rangers players haven't quite hit their best, but for me, Glenn Kamara and Joe Rebo have been the two this year that are still putting in consistently good performances. I think both of them are really integral with the way the team play, their style of play, try to build up for the back. And I think that, you know, there was plenty of murmurs last year with Glenn Kamara. You know, his, his contract expiring at the end of t- uh, 2023, going into the Euros. If he had a good Euros, we knew there was a couple of teams sniffing, out, uh, sniffing about him, but... Well, it's massive news for Rangers to tie him down to the club for an awful year. I mean, it's a story that's been well told, Simon. But does when you get a, a milestone like this, you're now secured uh, either a guy who goes on to help you be successful, or he now becomes a an asset that you can cash in on. And everybody knows the fifty grand from Dundee. What have you made of his sort of progression? He's, and, been, he's been one of Rangers' top players, an absolute bargain from from the minute he came in the door. He's been one of Rangers' star men And it's great to get him t- tied down from a, a Rangers point of view Because as you say Now he can relax the, the fans can relax The transfer window's shut He's got the two year contract there And should he keep playing at the level And in, in interest comes Then the club will benefit as well You know, from a sale Absolutely Jeffrey's a Rangers fan On the line What's your reaction to that Glenn Kamara contract news, Jeffrey? Um, not surprised but I thought something might have been done and dusted as well before now. It was your producer that told me, and I've sort of been listening to the news all day today to hear if he was going to sign. Never heard anything until until six o'clock. That's great. It's great. Now all we need now, Conor Goldston, we need him to resign um, as well. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I keep hear, I keep seeing that on Twitter. Uh, this is a bit where I'm going to reveal Andy Halliday's secrets, right? So on the way in here, because he's murdered and he forgets his fob every week, right? So he phones me when he gets to the door and I need to go and get him. But this week he accidentally phoned Connor Goldson. You didn't ask him about his contract, no? You've not got any exclusives no, for I, us? I didn't. I went to type in the, the go for Gordon and, and end up uh, <laughs> rapid dialing Goldson. I, I hung up straight away, but he, he called back because he obviously <laughs> seen the, the missed dial. But I never asked him about the contract, but again, Scotty. It's got to be one that's a, a bit of a priority for Rangers, but I don't worry too much about it, if I'm honest. Mm. I think Connor loves his football here. He, he spoke about it on a, a number of occasions. I think his family settled up here. Uh, but, you know, I do agree with Jeffrey. I think that's one that, that Rangers will try and look at again. He's, I think he's only got this season and next mm. uh, on his on his current contract. But, yeah, it's, um, it's a priority, but one that I can't say I'm too worried about. It's... Maybe hard to pick And obviously I mean Remember back to the Player of the year discussion Last year There was loads With yeah. McGregor and Davis And Kamara Golds and Tavernier Is there a case to say That he's Certainly one of If not the most Consistent though Within that If you look at the start To this season As good as he is People are saying You know Ryan Kent's not quite firing Is Connor Goldson Hitting the heights He was last season 
It feels like Glenn Kamara's level never really changes. No, I, and that for me, I think Glenn Kamara and Jory will have been the two that have uh, that have really stood out and and some some sluggish Rangers performances, shall we say? And uh, I, I think Stephen Gerrard touched on it. The reason I say I, th- I thought they were really good at the weekend up until both boxes is because they two sort of controlled that midfield area. Mm. Any any attacks that Rangers tried to build, you know, nine times out of ten it went through them. But it's just the final ball right now is not quite falling for Rangers. And that being said, at the other end, you know, only two clean sheets out the first six league games. Mm. I think um, we, we waxed lyrical about how good Rangers were defensively last year as a unit collectively, but look just slightly a bit more fragile this year than they did last year. Jeffrey, Livy are on the back of a good result at the weekend, albeit it was at home. Rangers struggled a little bit, certainly in results-wise, at home at the weekend. And there's that thing about the Cups they haven't gone to plan in the last few seasons. Does all of that get swept aside tonight? Um, I don't think so. Um, just You were just talking about Ryan Kent. He seems to be um, off-boiled just now. And I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I reckon there should be one or two games where he should be put on the bench and let some... Other players that um, that deserve—I'm um, not saying deserve the chance, mm. but they uh, need a chance to come back and prove themselves from last season. I mean, I don't like seeing players go on the bench that are off the ball, but if that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean, he's injured at the moment, Andy. So there's maybe not that same microscope as to whether he'll be, you know, dropped or not. But he is out the team. Glenn Kamara and. Uh, Glenn Kamara because um, we're speaking about him Scott Wright in fashion Sakala played at the weekend and obviously Sakala scored maybe mm-hmm. not quite as involved Scott Wright as he has been so is, are these games a real chance for those guys to try and nail something down you expect both them to stay in the team yeah for sure even when he's not you know, at his best I, I still firmly believe that Ryan Kent's going to be in the team 9 times out of 10 because when he's at his best for me you know, he's, uh, he's arguably you know, the best player in the league, if not certainly one of them. Um, but I think Scott Wright, someday for me, since he's came to the club, any time he's came on, I think he's really grabbed his opportunities. Whether it's been 15, 20 minutes he's got to start, I think he's impressed. But I think now that Ryan Kent could be missing for three, four games, it's the likes of, you know, for him, Hadji, Roof, to really try and cement that jersey when Ryan Kent comes back for injury. You know, he's, 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 he's got work to do to get back into the team. Oh, we will get the team news very soon. 01419511025. We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu. I'm sure lots of you have got some thoughts on that Celtic fans. Simon Donnelly will get to hear his thoughts as well, and we'll do all of that next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Simon Donnelly are building up to kick off in the two big League Cup quarterfinals tonight. Dundee St Johnston and Rangers Livy. Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu. We've got Stuart in Canvas Lang on the phone, who's a Celtic fan, uh, primed and ready. The manager stressing there is no need to panic about the mixed start to the season. It was a third straight away defeat at Livy on Sunday, but the manager says it's important to look at the overall picture. Our away results haven't been great, but I wouldn't say our away form hasn't been great. Um, so just got to differentiate between that because I think you get caught up, you know, creating a bigger sort of. Uh, area of concern than what exists. Our results haven't been great, obviously, away from home. Uh, but our form actually has been pretty good. Uh, the weekend was probably the, the exception to that in that we didn't really, as you said, play to our tempo, our intensity. number of factors 
to, to that, but you know the stuff we could control. I thought we just needed to start the game at, uh, with a little bit more um, intent to, to take the game to the opposition, and uh, rather than sort of try and play safe or easy ourselves into the game. And you know we paid a price for that because obviously they scored, and then yeah you know, we had to sort of try and create the opportunities ourselves by opening the opposition up, which wasn't uh, which wasn't easy. So you know we'll just. Um, We've just got to get on with it, uh, understand the areas of we need to improve and um, and move on. OK, let's bring in Stuart in Canvas Lang, see what's on his mind tonight. Hi, Stuart. Hi, guys. Good evening, Sam. Good evening, Andy. Hello. Um, yes, uh, he's saying there is no concern. I mean, as a Celtic fan, I'm concerned, to be honest with you. And he, he needs to remember that it's Glasgow Celtic he's managing here, um, not a team for Australia. Now, we lost Ayer, Brown, Christie, Edward and El Hanussi. Now that's the spine of your team, you know, and I just feel the players that he's brought in, for me so far, have not been good enough. I think we lack a bit of height in the team, and we have no physical players. And I think every football team, you need a couple of diggers in the middle of the park. You know, physical players, not going to talk dirty players. And I think Celtic like that. And that's a big thing for me. Um, but I'm concerned that he, he's not concerned, but I am. I don't know about you guys. Simon? Yeah, I think his assessment is, is fair. In the sense that the away games, so look at the away games. The first game at Tynecastle, they get beat. Rangers, unlucky. Edward should have scored. It could have been different. We could argue that about every game. Mm-hmm. Betis the other night, I thought they start really well. They could be three 0 up. Obviously, they've got they've got working progress at the back. They're, they're leaking goals, which isn't great. And I think the the one that was really flat was the weekend. Now you can take things into consideration on the back of a European night. You're playing and. Lovey's pitch I mean Celtic have been in that film Over and over yeah. again The last few uh, seasons It was a flat performance He said that himself But as Stuart points out I'm looking here Edward Christie That they've lost That's a lot of goals James Forrest hasn't played That's a lot of goals Out of the Celtic team In recent years And they've got to find that again And in fairness I thought With the Japanese striker Coming in Kyogo I watched those games It was a, a freshness to it, A vibrancy A zest to the team Without him just now They're struggling a wee bit um, Stuart Here's the thing though Because you, you're quite right To rhyme off What was lost And then They're the sort of main players But even on top of that There was all The other guys Which just led to more numbers Needing brought in Was it not always Going to be the case That it Wasn't going to be fixed By the 22nd of September Absolutely And I blame you both for that We, we all knew In the summer um when Harry knocked his back, that, that we needed to get to get players in, and Celtic are famous for always leaving things to the last minute, and it's going to backfire on us. Do you know what I mean? If we play the way they're playing, they're lucky to finish the top three this year, and I, and I mean that as a Celtic fan, because I think Hearts and Hibs are playing really, really well at the moment, and Celtic need to get act together very quickly. I mean, and Andy was telling me Hearts are going to win the league during the last break, so <laughs> you won't get any disagreement <laughs> off him. Um, but Andy, the, the strange thing about this, this is now playing out. Almost exactly like you could have predicted in May, March, April, in fact, where everybody said huge rebuild, biggest forever. It's going to biggest in a long time. It's going to take more than one window. Then the next statement was always, yeah, but you don't get time in Glasgow, and we're now, we're now just seeing that play out exactly yeah. almost like people thought. And the fact of the matter is, the second statement's true because you don't get time in Glasgow. It is a results business, and uh, you know I, I spoke about it. I've played, you know, Ange Postecoglou Celtic team twice this year. I do see a progress without doubt from last year I do see a a much higher tempo more quality more urgency in their play but that being said when you take two, three, four key players out of their team which I think they have done over the last couple of games 
I just think mm. in term, the, the, the tempo and the, and the intensity might still be there, but the quality dips. I think Kyogo's going to be a massive miss when he's yeah. not there. Yeah. I think um, Callum McGregor's another one. James McCarthy comes in from the weekend, having not played a lot of football for a long period of time. And you even look at the, the Livingston game there, yeah, it was a flat performance, but when you look at the bench for someone to come on and try and change the game, I think the only attacking player they actually had in the bench was... Mikey Johnson. Uh, Mikey Johnson. I think that, I think I think that, that was the same. That. I covered the Ross County game uh, last weekend, and that was a concern for me. I looked at their bench and I mm. thought there wasn't anything really attacking wise there mm. to bring on. Game should the game, yeah, should the game need it? Now, again, the worrying thing for me in that game was they didn't look the same as the team that played the four or five games before, where they were kind of blowing everybody away. Mm. Really good attacking football, albeit they won the game 3 0, but there was something lacking, and that's a concern because the wee guy's out for three or four weeks and you can't rely on one player you know it's I know they've got the Greek guy it's going to be yeah he looks like he'll be in, in the, for the first time and this, we said this at the time when that injury happened when, look, no team can pin all their hopes on one no. player anyway I think that's what Stuart's talking but about he has gave a lift he, he has he has yeah. brought a lift to the players round about him and the, sh- the, the, the schedule is means that you're out for three or four weeks which doesn't sound like a lot but all of a sudden you miss seven games yeah. league games European games league cup quarter finals so it, it is a it's a grueling yeah. start to the season Gordon we talk about Celtic defensively as well And listen they still look as leaky as they mm-hmm. did last year But one thing Ange Postacoglu has brought in Is they try and defend from the front I think when they lose it They try and press high And that's something that Kyogo also does very very well We talk about how much he benefits the team going forward His movement He's, he's obviously his, his, his natural instinct to score goals but the difference between him pressing from the front with his urgency to IAA is completely different. Yeah. Um, I mean, Stuart, most Celtic fans are still relatively confident and comfortable that, that it will it will be right in time. You sound a bit more worried about it. Why is that? I just worry about I mean, we've lost three away games already. Um, and really, you can't afford to. Now, you can't afford to lose any more games. And being honest, I think Celtic will lose more games this season. And that's being honest with you. Um, I just think that. But, but, but just they've not got the depth and squad. If you look at the, you said look at the bench against Ross County. I mean, who could you bring on? There's really nobody there. You know, um, it's just it's just a long time. Okay, we'll leave it there, Stuart. It was nice to hear from you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We do have that Rangers team, Andrew McLean. Yes, six changes for Steven Gerrard tonight. Out go McGregor, Tavernier. Uh, Simpson, Barisic, Davis and Sakala In come McLaughlin, Patterson, Balogun, Bassey, Lundstrom and Morelos So it's John McLaughlin in goal for Rangers tonight It's a back four of Nathan Patterson, Connor Goldson, Leon Balogun and Calvin Bassey It's a midfield three of John Lundstrom, Glenn Kamara and Joe Aribo, Kemar Roof and Scott Wright Supporting Alfredo Morelos up top Substitutes for Rangers tonight, McGregor, Tavernier, Hadji, Davis, Barker, Bakuna, Sakala, Barisic and Arfield and there is a Livingston team that's just come out as well. It'll be Stryek in goal. It'll be a back four of Devlin, Obelai, Fitzwater and Penrice. The midfield, uh, the holding midfielders will be Holt and Omionga, Lewis Bailey and Montano in behind Shinny, who is the striker tonight. The substitutes for them, Barden, Longridge, Kelly, McMillan, Pittman, Forrest, uh, Panayotu, Hamilton and Anderson. What do you make of that team, Andy? Yeah, six changes sounds like a lot. Yeah, exactly. But when you actually look at the team that's out there, Morelos is one that comes in who you're expecting to play, you know, every game when he's fit and firing. I think Lundstrom for Davis is more the fact that, you know, Davis is 35 now. You're not expecting him to play three games a week, every week throughout the season. I did expect the two, the two fullbacks to come back in, so that makes four. I think Balogun for, for Simpson for me is a positive change. I think, you know, Balogun's looked a lot more assured when he's played. And I think McLaughlin for McGregor, I think something we've seen over the. 
overtime in the cup competition so six sounds like a lot mm. on paper but I think three of them are, are probably positive changes I don't really like agreeing with Andy uh, off the bat Simon but kind of how I when I heard six changes and I went back to what you said <laughs> earlier you know play your strongest team prioritise the cup take no chances but, but when you hear who they are and yeah. then you look at the starting 11 it's not really much no, different is it? No it still looks a strong enough team to go and uh, win the tie I don't see any problems for, for Rangers tonight Uh I was just talking to Andy off air there. I, I liked Lundstrom his, his, uh, pre-season against Real Madrid, but he's not really had a chance. So a game like this tonight is an ideal opportunity for him to go and stake a claim. Uh, Rangers fans, what do you make of that team? Is that who you would have picked? If not, what would you have done differently? Is there anyone in particular you're looking forward to seeing tonight? 01419511025. Anthony in Steps, where have you gone? We were just about to bring Anthony in, so uh, give us a call back, Anthony, if you can. Well, Mark's in Clyde Bank, so we'll... We'll bring Mark in as well. I think he was actually hanging on as well. Mark, take it away. Hello. How you doing there, panel? How you doing? All right? Good. What's your point tonight? Um, can I speak to the, is Andy available? Well, they're yep. both listening, don't you worry. Hey, Andy boy, how you doing, my man? I'm not bad, Mark. How are you? Good, my man. I was speaking to you. I was at the other day. I was speaking to Sai. Yep. And I, was, I used to do the ball boy in there for that years ago when young Michael McGlinchey and Dave and Scott Gustafson that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, remember, I remember that, Mark. Aye, so he, he was speaking highly, obviously. I so, appreciate that. At least somebody does. At least somebody does, Mark. At least somebody does. That's for sure. At least somebody does. At least somebody does. So, as I say, my point is, I think, see the way Andrew's brought this team in, I think he's, he's, he, there's a couple of years in this team to accumulate and commemorate and each other. But what I'm trying to say is, it should have been done earlier. What do you think about that? Do you know what I mean? Oh, Simon, yeah, we, we always hear that the last caller made a similar point. You know, things were brought together late, and um, well, the manager was brought in late for a start. Part of that's done, and nothing really you can do about it now. How much are we seeing the the consequences of that? I think it was always going to take time. Uh, just come back to what I said earlier on. I thought and Andy said himself that there's, there's signs of progress with Celtic, but. You go away after the, the disappointment of the Rangers game. You go on to the international duty and. Your top striker or your top performer picks up an injury. And I know it's part and parcel of football, but it's not ideal preparation for a team who are still, as I say, a work in progress. Uh, there's signs of it. There was signs of it in Europe the other night, albeit, again, a leaky defence. I would much take that than the, the defeat at the weekend, you know, which was pretty flat. I think Celtic maybe, I can only really remember a Yeti having a, an effort and the keeper making a decent mm-hmm. save. Apart from that, not much created. But, Yes, yeah, I think it's going to be like that And I know Was it Stuart that was on earlier on Celtic and Rangers Have to win every game It's sim- as simple as that And Ange had the honeymoon period He's in now He's finding it You know, he'll be scrutinised For every every result From here on in And They've got two home games next They have to go and build on mm. that And win the two of them What is it about it? Away football in particular Because this is something that predates Ange Postacoglu It's easy to remember It was Valentine's Day It was the last time Celtic won on the road in the league And Maybe testament to the, the, the strength of, of the division Because the three away games they've played so far You go Yeah do you know what They're tough places to go Tynecastle, Livingston, Ibrox But the next three are the same I, I can't remember mm. what the order I think it's Pataudry, Easter Road and Fir Park yeah. It's almost like They're all Or, or Maybe a good number of them in the league have got a tough look about them when you I, I think Andy might disagree I, I think Rangers and Celtic will get more points taken off them this year in the league I think Rangers have still to find top form Celtic are building a team 
Hearts have come into the division They're stronger Hibs are always there St Joe I, I think they'll drop more points But Again If you want to win a league You know The, the form that Celtic are on just now Isn't good enough Albeit It's early days Yeah we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Although I wish I hadn't checked I don't know if it's some, some sort of Andy Halliday loving Katie's on to say I love listening to Andy Halliday Knows the game inside out And speaks sense I think that's my cousin I was going to say I was wondering what's happening here <laughs> Don't worry There was some love for you On the phone as well Simon um, Let's hear a bit more then From Ange Postacoglu Because Similar to what Mark says, Mark thinks he's doing a good job, but, but you know thinks it's going to take a bit of time. Um, he believes the fans are right behind him as, as he rebuilds the team. Also, some personnel issues for tomorrow. Callum McGregor still out. Georgius Jackamakis though in the squad for the first time. No, I'm not on social media. I'm not a great reader of what's going on around the place, but my general feel is that our supporters are totally understanding of the situation we're in. They've been very supportive um, right from day one and. I haven't sensed the shift in that. I think, you know, probably Sunday's game was, was probably the most disappointed they've probably been in our in our performance. But um, I haven't felt that, you know, the, the, the supporters are, are thinking that this is going to be a, a quick fix at any stage. Um, so for us, what's really important is what we sort of do internally here. We can't get caught up in, in what outside timelines are or what expectations are from... You know, various people who, who obviously when things aren't going well are going to critique what we do and um, and again we just got to stand up to that and face that and accept that as part of the process OK Celtic fans you want to add, agree, disagree with what you're hearing so far 01419511025 uh, Rangers fans have not had any reaction to that team yet you all got your suggestions in now that you've heard it what do you make of it? We'll speak to you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday are in the studio We are one hour away from Rangers against Livingston And Dundee St Johnston In the quarter-finals of the League Cup Who will be the first two teams through uh, to the semis at Hamden Of course we'll find out who'll join them tomorrow Celtic Wraith and Dundee United Hibs. You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, we gave you that Rangers team six changes, um, but not a, a wholly unfamiliar sound to it. McLaughlin, Patterson, Goldson, Balligan, Bassey, Kamara, Lundstrom, Aribo, Roof, Wright, and Morelos. Uh, we are on Twitter, like I say, Clyde SSB. Judgmental uh, says it's odd bringing Morelos back in if his hamstring is tender. Sakala will be surprised to be left out. He's hardly played uh, and looks ordinary, but you think he needs more minutes. To see if he's got something to offer When he gets a chance at the weekend Andy And I'm not saying it was a blistering performance But he scores a goal You know Offside Fine But Scored It counted Would the um, Do you expect you got that offside was, was it was No not at all Just in the, in the interest <laughs> of accuracy um, Would he have Expected to stay in I'm not too sure uh, Not yet I, th- I thought he looked sharper than uh, than he has in, in, in camera appearances He's made off the bench Listen I still think it's very very early In his Rangers career I think he's got no lots to develop on and work on and get better at, but you know Alfredo Morelos has showed time and time again when he's when he's fit and firing mm-hmm. and he's the main man. And I don't even think Alfredo Morelos is actually up to speed yet. You know I, I've seen reports about potentially having a tight hamstring, but if he was on the bench at the weekend, obviously it must be getting better. But I do think it's important for Steven Gerrard to to play these players and sort of let them, you know, maybe play through their bad patch and try and get back to their to their, their top form because there's no doubt when you know Alfredo Morelos at his best, he's he's Rangers' best striker, so they want to me to get fit and fired as soon as possible. It was important to see 
Nathan Patterson come in and start the game tonight, Simon. I, I know there have been reasons. I know there have been injury and there have been COVID issues. But again, we spent the full summer talking about this guy and whether he should be the Scotland right back or not. And how's he going to get game time for Rangers? And everyone just kept saying it'll be fine. You know, you, you can you can fit them both in. Um, all of a sudden, late September, he's played twice for Rangers so far this season. So. Is is clearly at that stage where th- these are going to be have to get these are going to be the games that he has to play in. It's an opportunity for him. It's a quarter final of the cup. Uh, everything I've seen about Nathan Patterson since he came into the Rangers team, I've liked. I was talking about him in the, in the summer, you know, in terms of for the Euros for Scotland. And I think if he if he keeps progressing the way he has, I think he'll be a challenge for Tavernier at right back. I know Tavernier's excelled there with great goals at him. But I see a lot in the young boy Nathan Patterson and I think uh, he'll be thinking himself, you know, this is, this is a chance tonight and go and challenge mm-hmm. Tavernier for the jersey. That's that's the only attitude you can take as a young boy coming into a team like Rangers and I think he's shown a lot of promise up until now. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a, a lot of chat at the, in the summer, can they fit the both of them in the team? If not, is Nathan Patterson going to go out on loan? I always felt as if that was never going to be the case because I think before then you've you've seen that no, Steven Gerrard has made plenty of changes when it's time to come after European games and the cup competitions but Tavernier's never really been one that's came out of the team because mm. they've never had that sort of like-for-like replacement for him and Steven Gerrard's always said he wants two players in every position and since Nathan Parsons came into the Rangers side he's been a revelation I think every game he's played he showed promise I think he's improving all the time and I think talking about natural successors I think he could potentially be Rangers next right mm. back for the next 10-15 years and I always feel as if these are the type of games where I don't think there's any doubt he's going to come in and keep doing yeah. as well as he has done when he's Been had a chance what a mixed bag for him this season three appearances one in Europe one in the League Cup and one for his country so yep. he'll, he'll add a, a league game soon sure um, I'm, I'm sure of it Let's uh, PR's got this absolutely sussed um, he says the six changes thing's the right thing to do if we win and it's too many changes if we lose because we're football fans and we're hypocrites he says <laughs> so there we go that's about it in a nutshell we can just end the show uh, right there Let's bring in John uh, Who's a Rangers fan From Mary Hill What's on your mind Tonight John Hi good evening guys Thanks Hello. for uh, Letting us come on Pleasure <clears throat> um, Basically two points First one um, Great news That Kamara signed uh, A new contract Which is brilliant My main point is uh, My understanding uh, Connor Goldson Has not signed The contract yet And Seems to be kind of all over the place. I don't know why he's not accepting it. Maybe there's not enough money on the table. But watching Conor Goldson this season, he's been he's not been at his best um, by any uh, matter of means. And um, I'm wondering if this is having an impact on basically his performance because he's not really been up to scratch at all. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll maybe put the point to Simon or Andy as being players. In your opinion... Would that have an impact on any player or yourself if your contracts kind of you don't know whether you're coming or going, whether you're signing or not? Because it's no ideal time. We're in a new season. We're in uh, Europe, and he's not signed. Now, that's a concern right away, as far as I'm concerned. And I just was wondering what your points were on that, Simon. Not, not for me personally. I mean, I had different situations in my my career where. For example, Celtic, I'd signed a pre-contract for Sheffield Wednesday. And I was six months still at Celtic oh, right, before okay. I went. But it didn't change anything for me. I'm still a Celtic player. And I think even the guys I've watched Edward last year, we talk about Morelos at the moment. If these guys want to perform and get new contracts, they, they, they have to show that they can do it week in, week out. Whether the contract's on the table, 
whether there's speculation over them going somewhere else, they've got to do it on the pitch. And and that, for me, is a mentality thing. Because, for, for example, Edward last year, they accused him of downing tools. And maybe his eye was off the ball a bit, but I think as a club looking at that, you would identify, would I want to take somebody like that to my club that mm-hmm. mentality can be affected like that? I don't think Golson falls into that category. He's a strong performer last year for Rangers. And I don't know his situation, his contract. Maybe he's just struggling to find form. I think you could probably direct that to the full Rangers team at the moment. You know, they haven't hit the heights of last year as yet. This is where I've got a little bit of sympathy for you footballers because there is a thirst from the media, fans, outside to to always know what the reason is for something. Now, I don't think there's ever a player anywhere who is always in form from day one of their career to then. So if you accept that there are going to be dips within that, but what happens is we, we look for that reason. So Conor Goldson's out of form, he might just be in a dip, but John and others will say, why is that? Oh, the contract's not been sorted out, or mm-hmm. it's they didn't get the move they wanted, or it's, you know, whatever. If, if there's a, a kind of reason there, people will put two and two together. Will we ever really know? Is Conor Goldson the only man that can, can answer that? I mean, I think if you've got a contract situation or a, a potential move, you know, laying over your head, the best thing to do is to play and to play well because yeah. I, I think it makes your, your hand stronger. And I've got to agree with Simon that, I, yeah, maybe Conor Goldson's not his best, maybe he's not playing the way he has last year, but I don't think that's a mentality thing. I don't think it's a lack of effort. You know, he's always been one of the most most vocal players in, in, in Rangers dressing room, one that's obviously... Seen as a leader because he wears the, uh, you know, the the captain's armband whenever James Tavernier's not playing and watching him while he's done that, he still plays the same way. You can see he still demands off players, berates players. Yeah, there might be a mistake or two in there, but again, I don't. I think that could be labelled, you know, by by quite a lot. And uh, you know, most of them aren't mm. going through contract situations right now. And it's like I said, he's always been someone that's that spoke very highly of Glasgow and Rangers, how he loves being at the club. So. I think his contract situation will um, will get tied down pretty soon. And listen, I think when that does happen, I still think it'll be a relief to the player because at the end mm. of the day, it's his career, it's his future. He'll want to get it sorted as soon as possible. But I don't think that's uh, a reason why maybe he's a little bit out of form at the moment. Whether it's him personally or a collective is... I mean, I think I know the answer to this is yes because the bar was set so high last mm. season, but is there something about that defensive unit that's not, not clicking at the moment? I think just a little bit more uh, uh, but lapses of co- uh, concentration within games I think one thing I will say is uh, I think Conor Golson played was something remarkable at 85 consecutive yeah, games or two, I think, 9 yeah. times out of 10 he had a very very you know, settled partnership whether it was with mm. Philip Alanda when he was fit or then just it take, was I mean take the goal at the weekend very uncharacteristic very I think uh, I mean the, the distances between the two centre-backs in the first place when Liam Kelly played the, the, the diagonal ball was obviously too uh, too big I think even then it can still be defended better you know, Jack Simpson for me he's almost backed out the challenge as, um, as well where he goes to take a, a touch into the box I can't sorry I can't O'Hara actually, took the first Slattery. touch in. O'Hara I think took was the first O'Hara? one in yeah I think um, so and then you know you throw Barisic in there I think Barisic can deal with it better so I think it was more a collective effort um, but I've no doubt I, I think the important thing is we talked about Rangers and Celtic not being at their best but results been massive at the old firm Neither team are at their best, but Rangers are still four points at the top mm. of the table. So you've got to realise that even when you're not at your best, it's still important to keep winning games. And I do expect both sides to uh, to start hitting top form very soon. Um, John, what do you think? I think, to be honest with you, the deal should be done. I don't know why it's dragged on. That's obviously personal issues with Rangers and Connor Goldston. But come on, he's had a good, good, great season last year. The club was buzzing going into this year. High hopes of going into the Champions League didn't happen. So, in my opinion, if I'm the manager, 
And Stephen Gerrard is a very cute, clever guy and knows the game inside out. Why is the contract no signed? Because you're either signing or you're no signing. If you're going, go. And personally, my second point, sorry, just to jump over to that. Uh, Patterson, as Andy says, future Rangers captain, future Rangers right back. The boy is an absolute uh, treasure to have at Ibrooks. And he's growing and growing. And he will be an absolute fantastic player. We'll probably not keep him in years to come. He'll probably be another Andy Robertson. He'll go to a Liverpool or a big outfit for crazy money and good luck to the boy. But I think he should be getting more game time at Ibrooks. I think the boy is a mature player for his age and the boy's got plenty to offer. He's young, he's fit, he's fast, he's got everything. He wants to be a winner. You can see that in him. And I think he should be a regular. Not um, taking Tavernier. Because Gerard's hands are probably kind of tied. He's only start dropping his captain and putting in Patterson. He's going to stick by his captain. I get that. But I think the boy could play anywhere in the back, um, personally. And I think he should be getting more game time to keep him uh, in the squad. Uh, and like I say, Goldston, he's not really kicked a ball for me um, this season. I don't know what it is, if it's a contract or if it's in front of 50,000 fans because it wasn't in front of fans last year. I don't know, maybe can he handle the pressure, but there is something missing in the defence and there are several players no carrying the same weight we've done last year. And for me personally, if I was a professional football player, I'd be a bit concerned. Why am I not signing? Where, where, where am I going with my contract? Where am I going with my career? Uh, so we could all, in hindsight, say maybe he's waiting on an offer coming in. Maybe there's maybe been offers on the table that we don't know about. But I think the fans should know and I think for the team that should be sorted out uh, pronto. Okay, John, thank you very much. That takes us up nicely to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Come on then, do you fancy your chances of seeing off Andy Halliday or Simon Donnelly at Beat the Pundit? You need your call to be in before 7 o'clock, so do not hang around 0141 951 1025 and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Andy Halliday are in the building It's 01419511025 If you'd like to join them On the phones I'm not going to open the doors just yet If you don't mind um, Pick up the phone though Let us know what is on your mind Ahead of those two big games tonight Dundee St Johnston and Rangers Livy Looking ahead to Celtic Wraith and Dundee United Hibs As well uh, We will look in a bit more detail at Dundee St Johnston In the very near future But let's do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. You've played a couple of times before, Simon, have you? Yes, a couple. I can't remember if I won or not. Sure, the man on your left got a bit of a bit of a reputation. Bit of a reputation, I must say. He's like Roger Hanna's understudy. No, no, not that good. No one gets to that level, but he's uh, he's not bad. Let's bring in tonight's contestant who's Joe in Garthamlock. Hi, Joe. Hi, good evening, how are you? Not bad at all, how are you feeling Joe? Are you confident? Yeah, yeah, I was on the Clyde one a few years ago on one of the sports quizzes and done okay, yeah Oh good, I like to hear that, striking a bit let's of fear into these two Let's hope it's Simon the night then <laughs> Experience Joe I think I've, I've used this analogy before but I don't mind recycling it You know when you go into the karaoke you want to go after somebody who's terrible Yeah. Last night we had a zero We had the first zero on Beat the Pundit for a long time So Joe, just get one and you'll look great, okay? 
Okay, that'll do me. <laughs> no, you'll get more than that, I'm sure of it. Uh, heads is Simon Donnelly, tails it will be Andy Halliday. And it's heads. Wow. Can you believe it? It's the first heads it's that not... coins produced. I know. A long time. I'm surprised. I'm surprised as anyone. Uh, right, let's give Simon some Clyde 2 to listen to. And that way, Joe, he can't steal your Very straightforward, Joe. I'm sure you've heard it before. You go 30 seconds, you answer as many questions right as you can, and you are allowed to pass, okay? Okay, no Let's bother. go 30 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. <laughs> Two captain Rangers in their most recent Scottish Cup final. James Tavenier. Which Celtic manager signed Stefan Johansson and Timo Pukki? Pass. Which Scottish player scored for Bologna last night in Serie A? Adam Hickey. Which SPFL club are known as the... Uh, not SPFL club, but which club are known as the Bankies? Clyde Bank. How many Scottish clubs did Davy Weir play for? Two. Which Continental, which Continental club side did Paul Lambert leave Motherwell to join in 96? Pressure Dortmund. Okay, let's bring Simon back. Uh, Simon, can you hear us? Yep. Same set of questions to you. 30 seconds and your time... Starts now. Who captained Rangers in their most recent Scottish Cup final? Ooh. Pass. Which Celtic manager signed Stefan Johansson and Timo Pukki? Delia. Uh, which Scottish player scored for Bologna last night in Serie A? Hickey. Which S? Oh, it's not an SPFL side. Which team are known as the Bankies? Can you blame producer Callum for this? Clay Bank. Uh, how many Scottish clubs did Davy Weir play for? Two. Uh, which continental club side did we start that in time? Yeah. Which continental club side did Paul Lambert leave Motherwell to join in '96? Dortmund. Okay, okay. Uh, Joe, what do you think? I think it's a draw. I think it's a draw. Let's find out. I think there's going to be a major stewards inquiry on this, and I'm going to make producer Callum the bad guy. Um, he's already the bad guy because um, he, he, the question was which SPFL club are known as the Bankies, and. Not only did I make the mistake once of reading it out I forgot to f- correct it the second time But it was Clyde Bank We'll get to that in, a, in the near future uh, Rangers, the last cup final Most recent Scottish cup final Lee Wallace It was Lee Wallace Which Celtic manager signed Stefan Johansson and Timo Pukki? Ronnie Dyla Neil Lennon I thought it was Ronnie Dyla as well nah, 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 nah. So just before I think um, Joe said Adam Hickey didn't he? Yep Oh Joe oh, It breaks my heart His name is Aaron Um yeah, we can't. Nah, that's to go to Simon. One nil to. I mean, Simon but just by said. The way, he just by said. The, I was going to say. If, uh, I would have just said Hickey. Uh-huh. And you're allowed to just say Hickey. But you didn't. You said Adam. That's harsh. Sorry. Oh, tough school, right? <laughs> Joe, really I'll harsh. give you producer Callum's number. You can take this up with him. That is harsh, you know. But but to be fair, Simon is not wrong in saying Hickey, yep. and Joe that's is true, wrong in saying true. Adam. You know, uh, which club are known as the Bankies? Callum's just elevated them to SPFL status. Maybe they will be in the future. It's Clyde Bank. You both got it. How many Scottish clubs did Davy Weir play for? Three. It is three. Falkirk Hearts and Rangers. Oh. You both said two, uh, and you both knew that Paul Lambert left Motherwell to join Borussia Dortmund. In 1996 So that was a 3-2 win For Simon Donnelly I think here's what we'll do Right That goes down as Simon's Victory Right It is a victory for Simon it, it goes on a his record one. Will we take the tiebreaker sure. Just Just You know I just I feel like Just to, just to be nice Okay You happy with that Joe? Yeah definitely just to give yeah. you a bit of a chance At redemption Simon has the official victory But let's uh, Let's get a wee tiebreaker These have been wild recently We've had some awful answers And tiebreakers <laughs> 
the question <clears throat> on the tiebreaker And I've even got a backup In case we have a disaster like we did the other night How many appearances did Scott Brown make for Celtic? Simon, write your answer down please And show me your paper Joe, I'll give you uh, your cue when you give me it Simon, write it down please Show me your piece of paper Okay, Joe, what are you going for? Quick uh, 342 oh. 342 Simon what did you go for? 480 Andy what would you have gone for? I'd have said probably a bit more I'd have said 550 It's 619 wow. So Simon wow. Donnelly definitely wins Joe We gave it a second bash um, But it wasn't quite enough Thanks for taking part No boy thank you Good man that was Joe and Gertham Look there we go 619 is not a bad innings is it? 12 years That is not a bad innings at all done them a disservice there haven't I? You have indeed Not as much as Joe (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) 300 That is very true Oh we've had some horrific answers on the time Gordon DL is responsible for about 95% of them right enough But uh, you two got in on the act tonight right 01419511025 I think we're going to speak to John Who's a Celtic fan in Thornley Bank In the not too distant future Um, Going to ruin Andy Halliday's night before we do that though You're, you're a gamer aren't you? Nah no, well, oh, I, I, can, no, you I, can, I can be But not as much as you think What are your games of choice Everybody's a gamer compared to me right? so you're, not, you're not a FIFA man No no Have you seen You In the, la- in the latest <laughs> FIFA? No <laughs> But the fact he says that you're going, It's going to ruin my night I don't like Rab has sent me this um, And it's in, actually It was on Instagram He sent me it Usually it's on Twitter I happened to check at the break And I'm, I'm glad I did right Now I'll just show you it first, right? Right. I, I mean, seriously, what is going on there? I don't know. I don't remember having a five head right enough. But <laughs> Look at this. What's that size lack, I of, that. lack of hair. I'll need to put oh, that no, on. That's accurate. I'm not sure about the TV head though. <laughs> no, but here, but here's the thing, right? They, they've they've actually they've actually done your hairline of the service. Aye, I know. Hairline's all right. It's a thinness. They've even got catching that on FIFA. They've even gone back. A few more centimetres than is required. That is <laughs> that is horrific. Ah, is there that. no one you can complain Do to? You know, about it's that? actually borderline unacceptable. To be <laughs> it really honest. Is. I mean, honestly, you've got a you've got a boxer's nose. That's yeah. accurate. Next forehead's miles off it, and then oh my, I mean, listen, that is hairline's not my strongest point, but that's a disgrace. I, I, I thought it was Liam Boyce. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought these things were supposed to be getting more accurate as time went on. That is awful. Thank you yeah. to Rab. Uh, for bringing it to my attention We will speak to John uh, very soon Let's hear a bit from Dave Galloway He is keeping an eye on all things Dundee against St Johnston Thanks very much Gordon Well contrasting fortunes for these two teams at the weekend The Dees have had little time to dwell on Sunday's shattering loss to United And a win here would see them reach the last four of a major competition For the first time in 15 years They've been creating plenty of chances Can't they start converting them? But Saints have no intention of giving up their hold on the trophy and are on a high after beating Aberdeen. Manager Calm Davidson says defending the League Cup's a great pressure to have. Will they take a step closer to another final this evening? Dundee make just the one change, Fontaine in for Sweeney, and there's still no Charlie Adam, by the way. It's Legsdens in goals at the back for Dundee, Kerr, Ashcroft, Sweeney and Marshall. Midfield, McGee, Byrne and Anderson. Up top, McMullen, Griffiths and McGowan. The substitutes for the hosts tonight, Lawler, Sharp, Yakubiak, Elliott, McCowan and Robertson. 
Panther and Sheridan. St Johnson, two changes for them. The men coming in, Craig and Crawford. Out drop Davidson and O'Halloran. So it's Clark in goals. At the back, it's Brown, Ambrose and McCart. In front of them, Rooney, Wotherspoon, Craig and Booth with Crawford, Kane and Middleton in attack. Substitutes for the Saints, Parrish, Devine, Gilmore, Vertanen, O'Halloran, Henry, May, Dendonker and Ballantyne. Annual match referee here at Dens Park is Stephen McLean. Might as well just get St Johnson's name on the trophy again. Honestly, the, the cup specialists, un- unbeatable in these scenarios. Uh, Simon, whether the magic dust has worn off a little bit this season or not, we'll find out. It's not been quite as good a start in the league. Um, but to think back what they achieved last season is just ridiculous, brilliant. isn't it? Oh, brilliant. Really good. Uh, you know, to go and win one cup, but they actually win both of them. Fantastic. Callum Davidson's done a fantastic job there. I actually watched a couple of games last year. They had a good kind of mix of youth and experience. I know they've lost a couple of players mm-hmm. in the transfer window, but a great win at the weekend. And that'll be a good game tonight. That could go either way, but I fancy St. Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I think it was in the 80s uh, was the last time we seen a team outside the old firm that won, um, yeah. won a domestic double in the Cup. So it was no, I think that was an Aberdeen, Aberdeen team yeah. full of internationals yeah. as well and, at the time. And going deep in European competitions yeah. as well. So, I mean, a remarkable achievement. And Callum Davidson's got them very, very, very well drilled. I always feel as if the one thing that St. Johnson sometimes lack is that goal scorer that's going to maybe get them 15 goals a season mm-hmm. to, to progress as a club. But I actually think both sides have, have, have performed well in the league this year. I think Dundee, you know, they're, they're at the bottom of the league with only three points, but I don't think their performances have really reflected the results they've got. I think out with the 6-0 game mm-hmm. at Parkhead, their games have been really close, you know, three draws and, and two 1-0 defeats. Uh, but I think both teams... I think it's I, I, I kind of expect A little bit of a shock tonight I think the cup specials Could go out Is it, uh, We talk about You know Rangers raising <clears> the bar <laughs> How on earth do you top Being St Johnson And winning two cups um, Champions League aren't I'm, I'm sure um, <laughs> I'm sure even the most Optimistic St Johnson fans Realise a, a cup exit Is going to come at some point Exactly And I, I mean I said Dundee I think St Johnson Have been the same The weekend there was Their first win this season I think their performances As well didn't really merit that You know they, they, they run Rangers Very very close And we did them Part the week before I think a couple of the results they got in Europe were were uh, were, were excellent, and the Galatasaray um, mm-hmm. result away especially. So I always th- I think it's the two two teams that have have not really got what they deserve so far. So I do think it will be a good tie, but I don't know. I've got a wee sneaky feeling that Dundee a close might do one. It. Yeah, it's yeah. A close one. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that one, Dundee St Johnston Rangers Livy tonight as well. Celtic not in action until tomorrow. Um, John is a Celtic fan in Thornley Bank. What point have you got for the guys, John? Evening guys, good to speak to you all. Hi John. Um, I'm really on to kind of support the Celtic manager. I'm a wee bit disappointed on some of the the comments for Celtic supporters um, and I guess in certain sections of the media. I mean, the guy's just here, he's just building a team. He's not had his problems to seek so far uh, for the start of the season. But, I mean, I think Rangers done brilliant by sticking by Steven Gerrard, but can you imagine... If Ange over the next two years oversees two trebles. Now, Stephen Gerrard, his first two seasons overseeing Celtic, winning everything. And Disney seemed to get the stick that that uh, Ange got in the last four months. Um, I mean, I've no missed any games this year. I've missed one home game this year. I've been excited with the type of football Celtic have played. Um, and I'm optimistic for the season. Obviously, we can stay free injuries and who he brings in the next window. But I'm, I think the Celtic fans need to be realistic. They need to be realistic in the fact that the guy's just there, he's just starting, he's just getting to know the Scottish game. 
Um, like I said, I've been optimistic so far, but I'm disappointed in certain sections, especially when you think about how Stephen Gendard, I don't know, it's because of who he is. He was an icon and obviously as a player, um, but it didn't seem to get the same kind of stick as what Ange's got so far. I, I don't really know, John. I mean, I'm always full of admiration for people who are able to sort of measure the amount of criticism and, and take it back a couple of years and compare it. What I would say though, who's actually given Ange Postacoglu proper stick? What's the worst thing you've heard said about him? Because I'm not sure he's got to that stage yet. I feel like everyone's acknowledging that it is a rebuild. Yes, of course, people are saying you need results, but is he really getting that much stick? Well, well I feel like I listen to the show all the time. I see it quite a lot. I've heard people criticising his philosophy so far. I mean, I think it was last night's show criticising his philosophy and how he has to change it for certain games and obviously we're talking about the, the games that are lost away from home but how can Celtic change their philosophy like that kind of philosophy when they go away to Livingston because they're going to have all the ball they're going to have to attack you know Livingston are going to play that type of game where they're going to have to hit them in the break and try and nick one and that's obviously that was what's happened and Celtic aren't going to sit back against Livingston so he's, he's had his philosophy criticised Things like that When the guys Were actually here For four, four months mm-hmm. Yeah I don't think There's any doubt Simon If, if there is anyone Out there that <laughs> thought Ange Postacoglu Could come in and, and have this fixed By now They were they were dreaming Surely Yeah completely There, there is A back John's points There to the hilt You know You've got to give The guy time It's it's difficult In this environment Celtic are finding Themselves behind Rangers For the first time In a long time And that's what you know, success is gauged on in, in the west of Scotland. It's as simple as that. But I've enjoyed his football. You know, there's been periods in this after the Hearts game at the start of the, the, the league campaign. Celtic showed real good signs of what's ingrained in Celtic, you know, fast, free-flowing football. And I like his philosophy. And yet, there's still work there to be done at the back. We can't be giving goals away time and time again. But the game, game in Betis was exciting. It was exciting. Obviously, Celtic fans, from their mm. point of view, they want it to be exciting and get a result out of it. Yeah. But I'd much rather watch that than, you know, Celtic going away in Europe and sitting tight yeah. trying to get a 0-0. Because take the, the the St Mirren game, the Dundee game, the the obvious response then was people saying, it's only St Mirren or it's only Dundee. But what, what people forget is... You've still got to beat these teams. Celtic play them every season. Yeah. And not every season, it's this exciting. So yeah. I think that's where, that's where the optimism came from. Celtic yeah. fans have seen them play Dundee every year when they're in the league and St Mirren every year. Um... But it's not always like that So I think it's understandable That there was a bit of excitement And so what are we now then Maybe a bit of a reality check then In the last couple of Probably yeah But again circumstances Without important players They've got new players coming in Finding their way The young boy Jota's only played Two or three games He's a young kid coming in from Benfica Looks exciting But again he's came to a big club Like Celtic Abada hit the ground running Scored three or four goals Obviously the, the key striker for them they're missing just now is Kyogo, uh, who lifted everybody at the club. Mm-hmm. They then lose Edward and Christie, who brought a lot of goals to the, the team. So, yeah, there's going to be circumstances there, but again, you're, you're, you're gauged on are you behind yeah. Rangers just now? And you are, albeit four points. But that's that's how crazy mm-hmm. the football is in this country. I'd be interested to know, Andy, if you feel Rangers escaped criticism in those years that <laughs> uh, you couldn't manage to win anything. Uh, no, certainly not. But I mean, John's a lot closer to the Celtic situation than I am. Uh, what I will say, if there is sections of the Celtic fan that are calling for Ange Postecoglou to lose his job, then it's that's the thing. I don't, don't think it is at that level, or certainly not that yeah, I've seen yet on well, here. Like I said, that would be wholly inappropriate. I've, sp- I've spoke plenty of times uh, on the show so far this year. I've played against Celtic's, you know, Ange side twice. I've seen, I see progress there. I think they're a lot better side than last year. 
yep, it was a rebuilding job. Yep, he's probably going to need more than one or two transfer windows. But, you know, I think it was Stuart mentioned earlier about trying to do your business as early as possible. And yeah, I do agree. But sometimes you can't legislate for a team coming mm. in at the last day at the window, taking your, your striker for £15 million mm. or, or your one of your key players in midfield in the last day of the window because he's got six months left of his contract. So that can sometimes be difficult. But you, you, I think you need time in terms of performances because sometimes even at the old firm, winning ugly is not good enough. But you, you won't get time mm. if you lose three away games in a row and you lose five games in 13. That's mm. what I will say. John, you're right in, t- in terms of you know the, the rebuild sort of just beginning. What... What part of that rebuild needs the most attention? I'm thinking back to the team news tomorrow. So no Callum McGregor again. Um, and is, is it fair to say Celtic don't really have a, 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 a replacement for him at the moment? Are there certain areas of the team that, you know, if players drop out, it's looking a bit bare after that? When you look at, even when you talk about the games that we've lost, away from home, the Hearts game, Livingston, even the Ibrox, you look at the stats involved, the possession that Celtic had, almost home team possession, but we haven't scored the goals It's one as a game So I think we need something up front We've missed Yogo We need a bit of magic there I think it was 79% Possession against Livingston We've attacked after attack Even Rangers Well Edwards missed that sitter You know so You know sometimes It's a, a fine line So I feel that We need to take the chances Those guys were forward players Are still settling in there Certainly miss Kyogo That's for sure Um but I would just like to make another point of, and when I spoke, right, go on, make it quick. We're a bit late on you go. Yeah, just the Stephen Gerrard comparison. Mm-hmm. That over the last three years, Stephen Gerrard has hasn't lost anybody that he hasn't wanted to lose. He's kept all his players. Where year after year, Celtic have lost Tierney's, Armstrong's, and Bellies. You know, Ange Postecoglou has to be afforded that same thing as keeping his best players and weeding out the players that he doesn't want and doesn't want to be there, and then you can judge him on that. Good man, John. That was a pleasure, John, in Thornley Bank. We are getting ever closer to kickoff. I get a good full time teaser question for you next. Get your pens at the ready. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Simon Donnelly are about to speak to Colin on the line, but let me set up your question tonight. Pretty sure we'll have had versions of this before, but I like it. And, uh, it's that old quiz master, the crazy pony, who likes to send us questions What's into full time at Clyde1.com. Where would we be without him? He says, since Chris Sutton won his one and only England cap against Cameroon in 97, another 10 players who've played in Scotland have won one cap for England. Who are they? So essentially, since 97, 10 players, they've played in Scotland and they have one England cap. Just John, one John Flanagan Yes Is he a pal of yours? Yes I think another ex-teammate's one as well Joey Barton Yes He made his against Spain Not bad company That's quite tough that Would there be any Celtic ones That jump out So Sutton is the Did, did Thompson get capped? Yes well done against Sweden Back in 04 Okay we'll leave it there How Because you're, you've got Seven more to go So ten in total <laughs> uh, If you like the sound of that question You can play along with us At Clyde SSB and if you like the sound of you submitting the question to be used, send them over full time at Clyde1.com. It doesn't even need to be a, even just an idea, whatever. Send it in and uh, we'll see where we go. So that's a good one. You've got three down and seven to go. Let's bring in Colin, who is in St George's Cross. Hi, Colin. Evening, lads. How's it going? Hi, Simon, Gordon. Yeah, good. Thank you, yourself. Good, yep, all good here. What's your point? 
just before I make that quick, uh, my point, uh, I believe that was one cap too many for something. <laughs> right, okay. Wonder what Team Colin supports. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, quick one for you guys It's regarding Billy Gilmer uh, I had a luxury of actually sitting down to get I watched a game of football last night for a change um, <clears> And I watched Norris play in Liverpool And Gilmer was outstanding Set up four or five phenomenal chances On a, a day where a decent strike would have scored them um, My main point to that is um, Billy Gilmer is, a, is a player ahead of everybody else in that team but we know that team's fighting relegation. It's not going to do it. It's not won a game yet. I don't see how he is going to develop well playing in a team mm. of that stature. And coming back to Rangers Burns in the summer, I would have put the ball out for a year deal for Gilmer and forgot about Lindstrom. Right, what do we make of that? Because we'd obviously, everyone is obsessed with Billy Gilmore's progress because it now looks like he's going to be such an important player for the country as well and um, what do you make of Colin's point it's not gone unnoticed that Norwich are getting battered every week yeah and I watched the game last night and I thought Gilmore was exceptional again really I've got a lot of t- one of my favourite players just now you know I, I pushed for him to start the, the, the campaign in the, the Euro finals he obviously showed us what he had at Wembley against England and you know, people were saying all oh, the experience, but he's, he's working with international players day in, day out at Chelsea. And I was a little surprised that they didn't decide to keep him there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've spoke about it and they think that the best move for his progression is to go out and get game time, which I understand. But again, is, is it John there? Colin. Colin. As Colin says, it's a struggling team at Norwich. Mm-hmm. But having said that, the game last night, you know, he, he didn't look out mm-hmm. of place against the Liverpool side. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, Andy, because I, I would... I would really get where John was coming from If he's gone to a team Who are shelling the ball over his head all the time And they're getting beaten You think that this is absolutely pointless Now results wise Colin's right It looks like they're going to be struggling But if you watch them It still seems like he's able to do well And and, yeah. and he's able to get on the ball He's able to make things happen And Is that is that good enough? I don't know how yeah, and I, I think from a Chelsea point of view, and listen, I, I've been wanting to say over the last couple of years, I think Scottish football's really progressed, and I think the state of the league right now is, mm-hmm. is 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 in a good place. But I think Chelsea will want them competing against the best every week in the Premier League. So I think that, yeah, I mean, if Rangers had the option to take them, I'm pretty sure they would have, they would have jumped in with both hands. But no, I, I don't know the complete facts, but I'm pretty sure that Chelsea would have wanted them to, to stay in the mm-hmm. Premier League. But at the end of the day, I think. A big part of a young player's development and progression is just playing games first yeah. and foremost. But yeah, also at this, mm. the same time, I think he's going to a Norwich team that still try and play a way that will suit Billy Gilmer. What do you make of that, Colin? Although they might struggle as a team and, and, and where they end up this season, we don't know. But he is getting to test himself against elite players every week. It's, it's surely it's one thing testing yourself against the elite every week, but you, you want to see a, a win as well. I mean, you're the boy would surely get a bit downheartened that his team on the winning alright he's developed his progression to an extent but for development to surely progress you need that winning mentality which is what he developed at Chelsea and now he's went the whole 360 the other way on a team that has no winning mentality yeah that's interesting because I wonder if you can go the absolute opposite to what Colin says Billy Gilmore will have been brought up in a Rangers academy my guess would be that dominates the ball 
Every single game they play He then has gone on to Chelsea What an incredible move And dominate the ball every game they play If we're talking about what's good for a player's development Is it not good sometimes to be up against it? Yeah, and I think I mean, he's still a young kid And I think he will have been brought in in that conversation You know, I don't think Chelsea have just turned around and went You're going to Norwich I think he'll have been open to conversation there And he'll have made the decision himself Along with Chelsea Yeah, because like I say I, I totally get the fact that they're not doing well But there are different types of teams that will find themselves bottom Put it this way, he was never going to Burnley was he? No no. no. But you get the impression that the way Norwich want to play Yes it might not be working but it's still a way that he's going to get involved I, I, th- I think he's still got a huge future at Chelsea But from my point of view I think he's as good as what's in Chelsea's midfield just now But you can understand they've made a decision He's going to go and play week in week out at Norwich I wouldn't be surprised if he mm. goes back to Chelsea and plays next year yeah, I, I'm a bit torn Colin because you'll hear me every week on here I love our top flight and I'll always bum it up And I like to have a wee dig it down south And the moments that it can be overhyped but, but do you think Billy Gilmore's development right now Needs to be going to, to Dingwall and into Livingston and into Perth do you, th- do you think that benefits him more than, than playing in the English Premier League? I think that there are places where you will learn I think to play Gordon at Livingston and Ross County you're not going to get it easy there um, but I'd go as far to say and I'd probably go out on a limb here if he did come to Rangers I think you'd have been player of the year oh, I, think, I think there's a real already. case for that Andy yeah there's certainly a case we all, we all know how talented he is um, I think we're obviously very close to it because he's Scottish we're, we're, we're mm-hmm. so desperate for him to do so well because we see him as the, the sort of face of the national team over the next 10 years but I mean, there's been a number. Look at Harry Kane, who's England's captain. So a couple of the loan moves that he had, you know, str- and a struggling Le- Le- Leicester team in the Championship. So sometimes players do need to go back down to really be tested mentally. Um, you know, teams that are, are fighting up against it, and I think that will be a men- mental development for Billy Gilmore as well. First thing, first things first. I think him going to Norwich, he would have believed because I know the mentality he's got that he can go there and try and improve the results and help them. You no, know, at their quest to try and stay in the league, it's a big ask. We know how. Uh, how hard a challenge that is with some of the quality teams in, in the pre- uh, Premier League but there's no doubt even if he's at a team that's struggling and le- uh, uh, struggling to win games every week he'll be learning every single week as well Yeah, I'm just thinking David Beckham at Preston That's right, yeah You know, another big name there that you would never have heard of at the time but now kind of learned his trade at a, a lower league club uh, he's still in the Premiership, Billy Gilmer yeah. I, I really think he'll have been involved in that move go and get 30, 40 games under your belt And as I say I wouldn't be surprised mm. If he's in Chelsea's team This time next year I was a bit light Colin When I heard the result Last night I thought oh, This is not not good You know I, I now view Norwich Through the lens of Billy Gilmore I think like many people will do And then I saw on Twitter That somehow In amongst a, a 3-0 defeat There was like a Billy Gilmore highlights reel yeah. Yeah. Appeared from a game Where they lost 3-0 So that perhaps yeah. speaks volumes Because he tried, for what he's he tried to play And we all know what he's like He goes back and get, yeah. he receives the ball Wherever yeah. You know he's comfortable Taking the ball In mm. any area of the pitch I mean uh, The one thing I had hoped That would maybe start To iron itself out As far as I know that was a cup game Last night Their Premier League, league fixtures So far have been Liverpool yeah. Man City Leicester Arsenal yep. And I was like "What? No, They need a break here To be fair though I thought the break Would then come at home To Watford And they lost that as well So <laughs> yeah. um, Never know Maybe maybe we'll get a, An upturn soon Thank you Colin Certainly an, an interesting debate As you can tell You've set us off That was Colin In St George's Cross Any more on that teaser Quickly Michael Ball oh, What a shout that is Well done uh, Scott Sinclair You got a cap mm, No Don't think no. so 
Either that or he got more than one, but I don't think he got any. Give us some clues. Was he not in that? He was in the Olympic. Was Scott Sinclair yeah, in the Olympic, Olympic team? Side. Like that, team that, that Olympic side trained at Rockliffe when I was at Middlesbrough. Did they? Used to watch him train every day, and Ryan Giggs was. Still, was was that the Olympic team. Uh, and what age was he then? That, Must have been fifty-four or something. Like <laughs> still <laughs> ripping up, but it was the, they were they were training at the same time as the American women's team were training at right. the same time. So I've got to say I watched the American women's team a wee bit more. To be fair, nah, I tell you what, the standard the standard was pretty good. I think I ended up going to one of those games, and it clearly hasn't left much of an impact. Some random Brazil and somebody at Old Trafford, goodness knows why, but. Yeah, that's right. He, I'm sure Scott Sinclair was in that one, but I don't think he got. Yeah, he was. A, I think there was quite a number. There was a number of Welsh uh, players in that. There wasn't. Was there any Scottish? No, I think that was the, the, the debate at the time. <laughs> I was great. We can't there even. There's quite a few Welsh. I remember. Sneak anyone in there? Ah, we'd have loads in it now, wouldn't we? Yeah, oh, easy. About eight or nine. Ah, easy. Um, right, let's bring in Jim and see what's on his mind tonight. Hi, Jim. Good job. I'd like to make a quick point about time wasting you were talking about last night. Aye, well, I watched that in English game a couple of weeks back there. You know, this time wasted bugs me big time. Uh, the team scored. The, one of the players that scored ran behind the goals, ran up behind the goals up the sideline to the manager, and every player, every player bar the goalkeeper was there. And the opposition team had the ball in the centre spot ready to kick off. And the referee done nothing about it till they came onto the park. Do you not think this is a bit too much even at that? Ah, I mean, are we ready to outlaw celebrating, Jim? Aye. Straight to the point. Um, I don't really know where, where we go from. Uh, you know, the, I've I've been bombarded with stats that I've never heard before um, this week, which is fine. Um, Andy, are you able are you able to, to shed the light on what, what you told us in the office there? Yeah, so because I said, I said, well, what was the stat? Was it fifty one? So lots of people, were, lots of people were getting very upset about the fact that there were fifty one minutes of dead time in the Rangers Motherwell game yeah. at the weekend, and and the the assumption that being the key word, the assumption was that that must be much worse. Than, than loads of other games and, and Mother slowed it down and um, it turns out Rangers previous game against St Johnson actually had 52 minutes of dead time and if Hearts, you check Hearts Ross County was had 54 what? Hearts at the weekend the game you were involved 54, in yeah. had 54 it, minutes of dead it, time I'm not surprised though if someone sees a stat that 51 minutes of dead time it sounds mental it sounds yeah. a lot yeah, absolutely yeah, I think the average of uh, a player on the pitch for a 90 minutes I think the average time that you have on the ball is 2 minutes me a lot less actually <laughs> but it, it's it's remarkable when you break them down you think yeah. that can't be right but it is true and, and the thing is Jim like, I can completely understand it because me as a player I've been on both sides of the spectrum where if I'm playing against a team who are time wasting for the first five minutes there's nothing worse it's so frustrating mm. but when you're, you're doing you're, it you're constantly berating the ref because you, you realise it's slowing the pace down in the game it's affecting your team's intensity your flow but I've also been in the spectrum where I'm going to a, a, a stadium as an underdog yeah. and if I'm 0-0 and I'm 1-0 you know, you're, you're trying to you know break that clock as much as possible because at the end of the day it will give your team a a, a little bit of an advantage mm. to try and take something from the game. So it's frustrating, <clears> but it's so it's it's part and parcel of football. And mm. to be honest, every club around the world will do it. Goal celebrations don't last that long, Jim, do they? Well, as I'm saying, I'm not talking about when the, the game's on play. When the opposition teams get the ball in the centre spot ready to kick off, they should. I'll tell you, I think they should be allowed to kick off. 
<laughs> that would be quite good fun. Is, is that right. what happened before? What happened? Uh, that would give the opposition team on the park back. The Rangers. Um, did many, it? many moons ago. Yeah. 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 I think I remember that happening a couple of times before. Yeah. yeah, but the players would all need to be back on the pitch and in their half, I assume, yeah? Yeah. So... But, uh, no, I don't listen, think so. One of the one of the biggest no. things in football is scoring goals and celebrating. Now, I don't want to be rude and ask Jimmy's age, but I remember looking at eras where you would score, and they would just sprint back and start the game. Mm. But I've kind of moved on a wee bit. Celebration. I don't like time wasting in football. I don't like, as Andy says, I've I've experienced both sides of it as well. If you're playing, for example, I went to them uh, Celtic Park with them Fairman. Obviously we don't have the quality of Celtic So you're looking for anything in the game to run the clock down It didn't work that day we could beat 6-0 <laughs> But yeah, celebrating's part of the game Thank I, you I, I, Sorry Gordon, as a player If you're 1-0 up in the 90th minute And your your big target man striker's got that ball in the corner It's brilliant, honestly How good was it when John McGinn had the ball in the corner Against yeah, Austria getting, last he's week? He's getting off him, no chance uh, Thanks Jim, we'll have to leave it there Because we're running late So apologies for that uh, We're looking for 10 players since Chris Sutton who've played in Scotland and have won England cap. Michael Ball, Alan Thompson, Joey Barton and John Flanagan so far. Franny Jeffers? Yes. Well done. Told you he was good, Simon. Struggling now though. So Simon. Can you can you give us some teams? No. He's not like that, this guy. There is no clues. Yeah, eventually. I just think it's a bit early on in the day. There is still What have we got? Or what has Andy got? The majority of the ones that are remaining Did not play for Celtic or Rangers When they were up here I'll give you some thinking time We'll get the answers And kick off in the two quarter finals next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We are underway in the two League Cup quarterfinals Rangers have a free kick on the right A rampaging run from Nathan Patterson He's brought down And St Johnson have a free kick out on the right as well Look at this mirror image Both with the same time on the clock as well But St Johnson's has cleared the way I, I, I cannot get used to St Johnson playing in red uh, and white I'm stripes same. What is I'm that? Same. Nah, not at all um, And Rangers one is cleared as well Is it the new contract? Man, Glenn Kamara puts it back in um, But yeah, Calvin Bassey just trying to make a nuisance of himself early on And uh, Lee Griffiths there Just getting involved at Dundee uh, Chances in the, the Dundee derby How keen will he be to get up and running? Yeah, sooner rather sure. than later For sure You know We we, we know when, when Lee Griffiths is fit and firing How How much a, a deadly striker is In front of goal But You've got to say It's um, it's been Maybe two or three years Now without a, you know, Some regular game time And and I think for strikers I think that's important To be on the pitch And, and being as sharp as possible In front of goal But you've got You've got to say From the, from the minute He, he signed the The, the, the loan <clears> deal at Dundee You always felt as if He's going to score goals I think the first Goal he gets is going to be really important for him. I think he had actually two or three good chances at the weekend that, you know, nine times out of ten you'd fancy him to score them. But yeah, I, I, listen, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I tipped Dundee to win the game tonight and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets on the score sheet. Was he along with you when you get sent to Parma on some was, sort of yeah. trial? I couldn't remember the other name. Can you imagine that? What was that? Those two, 16 year old or whatever, sent to Parma, Parma by, 15, by, by Livy for a trial. Trial it was, trial at Parma. <laughs> I think we were there for two weeks and it was the longest two weeks ever. Yeah. Just for the for, for the get go on a day two, it was like nothing to do. We stayed in a dormitory with a full academy stage. It was like maybe 
80 to 100 you know, academy players in this, this dormitory seeing your Sherman Lee Griffiths who's eating daily Lunchables every day it's an absolute nightmare in Italy as well in Italy, yeah. really. lovely lovely ham and cheese he's, well, he's got ham and cheese in his Lunchable <laughs> exactly show, true. and maybe crackers that come with plastic it. ham and crackers <laughs> uh, but, uh, it was, uh, I tell you what though I remember I told you mm-hmm. the story when we had the bounce game yeah. and probably Griffiths probably the best player on the pitch to be yeah. honest we won 2-0 me and him scored and I thought he was probably the standout out of everyone. Was there any players there that you recognise later on that went on to? Lucatelli, was it? Right, okay. Lucatelli. Right. Uh, I, I think I actually got stripped. As in the one that just played? Locatelli. No, 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 no. No, no, no him. The guy was, that big, him. He was a big striker. Number 99, Luca, he was. I remember that. Callum's telling me Lucatoni. Nah, nah, that's not the same age. Nah, it can't be him. Lucatelli, Lucatelli. Something like that. He was he was our main man at the time. And I was uh, I was lucky enough to get his strip, but uh, to, uh, to say it was too big for me would be an understatement. How much would you pay to watch Lee Griffiths and Andy Halliday try and communicate in Italian to the rest of the staff at Parma, <laughs> age 15? Oh my goodness. Incidentally, Dundee have almost scored, but my big neighbour Xander Clark produces a, a smart stop on the telly again. He's good in the, the big games when, it, in fact, it was almost an own goal. He just has to get his yep. um, fist to it and punch it away. I think that's where we all we, we spoke about, especially a big reason for St Johnson's success was how, how dangerous they were for set pieces. But Dundee as well, are, you know, Ashcroft on me the way he mm-hmm. attacks the ball at corners. I think he scored eight goals in the championship last year. Uh, so I think I wouldn't be surprised to see a set piece goal tonight because both of them are, are very very good at attacking set pieces. Yeah, uh, Sean Rooney, that he's the main man in the cup last season, scoring cup, in the cup specialist. The, the big games and uh, see what he can do this after this evening. I should say not well, this sure about the hell though. Not going for the bleached no. no Do you need to be a certain type To pull that off ah, He's not that type I, I, Brilliant with a ball day And just getting stuck <clears> right in When he does it at the back post But mm. uh, he's Pink boots and blonde hair now I don't know what's <laughs> happened to him the cup, cup success got these heads What happens when you score winners In the exactly. cup final You can do what you like Can't you uh, Have you seen much from Ibrook so far That has caught your attention Andy uh, Not too surprised That the first real attacking intent Came from Nathan Patterson With the, the long busting runs That he's got in his locker Down at the right hand side But Nah, four minutes in, not really too much to note about, uh, but stop starting. But uh, yeah, like I said, the real positive for, for the first four, four minutes was Nathan Parsons' athleticism on the right-hand side. David Martindale's already getting involved, he likes to get out there early on. What about him? Him and Dougie Emery, see them celebrating at the end of the game, yeah. they, they enjoyed that, didn't they? And he'd gone for, we said at the weekend, he'd gone for the chinos as oh, well at the weekend, know, he, was, he was branching out a little bit. <laughs> I like that choice, David. <laughs> Pep Guardiola-esque. That's it. Your heart out. <laughs> He's having a knock-on effect. But um, yeah, they'll be full of confidence going to Ibrox. Obviously, with that result of the weekend, but I think it's you know it's a, a completely different task playing the old firm away from home. So, you know, I, I think time wasting's been a big topic over the last few days, and I, I'm sure we'll see plenty of that from Livingston tonight. Try to slow the game as much as possible. But uh, as I said, uh, that. Yeah. I can't wait to find out the dead time from this game. It's, I've been honestly, I've been really There's looking five forward to played it. And we're already at four minutes, so I've been really looking forward to it all week. Um, really looking forward to it. Um, Milo's on Twitter saying that Lucartelli played for Livorno. Maybe him. No, Who knows? No, oh, this is like a well, who it was am Parma. I? It wasn't Livorno. So, ah, but maybe did he go on to play for Livorno? I'm honestly. This is the worst version you know of who am I that we've ever done. I'm ninety percent sure it's either in my mum's house or it's in my flat. I'll bring I, will, it in. I will get you the strip that. and I'll bring it in next week. Good. I look forward. I can't wait about that either. Um, right on this teaser, you've actually got a bit of work oh. to do. We'll take a couple, then we'll we'll leave some to the end. So we're looking for other guys who've got one cap for England and they've played in Scotland. It has to have come since '97. Guys like Michael Ball, Francis Jeffers, Alan Thompson, Joy Barton. 
John Flanagan yes. Our Rangers one up No oh, Strayek Who is a very good goalkeeper By the way I know he had a howler Earlier this season But he saved from a Yeti was, was top drawer At the weekend And was that Nathan Patterson He denied It was yep He's, I, Again uh, That long bus And run down the right hand side He plays a little one two. Well Fredo Morelos He's one on one With a goalkeeper But Stryak does well Stays big Comes out And, and makes the gap a lot, mm. Makes the angle A lot smaller for Nathan Patterson It's a good save In the end But um, Signs starting to show You've got to say In the first six minutes I mean he's going to go some If he's going to match James Tavernier's goals That that seems like Unlikely Yeah I mean uh, I see We get asked the question A lot about You know Nathan Parts And his game time uh, The biggest issue for him Is he's trying to oust The captain And someone yeah. that's been A, a big part and a, and a key figure Of the team Over the last couple of years my honest opinion If Nathan Patterson Was a left back I think he'd be playing right now That's my honest opinion Okay but I, I think, like that um, That's an interesting way Of thinking well, about had, it We've had a number of debates About if Bassey Barisic Who should be playing Who's the number one Out of the two of them I So think you think right Nathan now Nathan Pat- Patterson's The second best full back At the club Right now 100% mm-hmm. for me Definitely mm. uh, Right what about this teaser Sorry on you go I think you've got f- oh, Still five to get Is it four Is there a goalie Yes Foster no, he's got more than one cap, I think. I thought that was a good shout as well. I was a big fan of this goalie. Oh, my God. It's not Trevor Carson, that's for sure. It is not Trevor Carson, who's capped by Northern Ireland numerous times. What about. How do we spell? What about Madison Aberdeen? Yes, brilliant shout. Well done. Only one cap. James Madison, yeah, that against. That's a great shout. shout. Okay, okay, any more, any more What about so, this goalie, come on A motherwell goalie. goalie Had a great wee spell, right So Darren Randolph was there Played for Republic of Ireland Who came just before him? Oh, was it the guy at Wolves? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ruddy Absolutely, well done okay. John Ruddy um, So what are we missing? You're missing three What uh, is a Celtic one There's a Celtic one He got capped 99 And he was a Martin O'Neill Oh, they Keith Lasley straight in on the text there, ruddy. He, I don't if he had to <laughs> wait for all those clues, I'm disappointed in him, but he's he's got it anyway. I think it is, is his birthday today or yesterday. Happy birthday, Keith, if you're listening. I saw that on Twitter. Um Celtic one nineteen. Yep. As a, a Martin O'Neill signing. Right. Because he, he followed Martin O'Neill around. Left winger. Lester. Guppy. Oh, Guppy. Yep. Guppy. Right, we've got two to get quickly. You'll never you'll you'll have forgotten this. This guy was on loan at Stirling Albion. Oh come on But he had he played for like West Brom and so on Come on now Position Striker uh, West Brom Burnley as well was it? We're out of time so I'm just going to need to tell you I think I'm never getting it You didn't know about Jay Rodriguez is still in Albion loan spell Really? Yeah, yeah. And the last one Came up here and played for Dundee Centre back oh, He's a classic quiz one yeah. Coker Stephen Coker. Coker Well done Nice to see you Simon Donnelly Thanks for joining us Andy Halliday Pleasure as always Still goalless in the two quarter finals We'll look back on them And two more to come tomorrow Johnny Campbell is up next